Hey there. If you're anything like me, you have dreams you want to make reality or goals you want to achieve. But let's face it, time is not on your side. You're busy, you're tired. And when in the world would you carve out the amount of time you would need to achieve anything above and beyond the day-to-day -day load you're already carrying? Welcome to Mom on the Fringe. I am your host, Amy Matthews Mootville. I'm a busy mom of three young children, an entrepreneur, singer, voice teacher, and lover of any old piece of furniture that needs restoration. I am here to support you, encourage you, and give you tactical tips and tools to help you find those hidden pockets of time in your busy week and use that time to your advantage. Let's get started. If you've ever struggled with your journey in weight loss or health or nutrition or just getting a habit of working out on a regular basis, this is the episode for you. It's simple. It's short. I interview my good friend, Jennifer Catterley, who's the owner of Iron Cross Fitness in Cedar Park, Texas. And while you may not be in close proximity to Cedar Park, she lays it out in a very simplistic way that sort of debunks the myth that it's really hard, that it's really some magical thing that you have to do to get in shape. Um, she lays out the fact that it's just consistency. It's just doing something and uh, really committing to it and how much of our mindset is a factor when it comes to our fitness. I can't wait for you to hear this interview with Jennifer. We did the interview in her studio, and so there's a little bit of noise in the background, but I am so excited because I was able to uh, be across the table from her and just talk candidly like we normally would. So I love this interview. I hope you love it too. And uh, I'll leave her information in the show notes if you want to get in contact with her. She has the studio and she's a personal coach. So if she's someone that you th think you might be able to work with, please let her know. I'm so excited today to interview this guest. This is Jen Catterley, and she is the owner of Iron Cross Fitness in Cedar Park, Texas. And I have gotten to know her over the last year because I've been working out at her studio. And I think I met you for the first time because your sister-in-law, Sarah, had referred me to your studio. Yes. And um, I've just kind of gotten to know you over the, the last year and was impressed really by your down-to-earth approach to fitness and your passion for what you do. And and your professionalism as well with others and, and how you've worked so hard to build your business. So I, I just want to kind of start out and let you tell us a little bit about what shaped you, who you are, and how this business idea came about. So I actually had a good friend of mine um, about, I'd say, eight years back, and she worked for my brother-in-law at his studio, which is similar to this one at the time, and got really close with her and just saw her passion and how she was able to help people, got really excited and into fitness, taking her classes. And I started working with kids first, and though I loved it, um, I realized it doesn't um, financially support my family. 
So I started working for her, her school doing, uh, teaching their PE program at a homeschool co-op and just kind of spiraled into getting one-on-one clients. I started a boot camp at my church. I started one at the school in the park by my house. And then I had a larger company approach me. I worked for them for a few years and then decided to go out on my own. That's awesome. I saw some of your journey as far as like you were even having people come to your yes, before, driveway. <laughs> yes, before um, I started doing small group training and decided to get ex, um, maybe 30 clients prior to actually looking for an indoor location. So I wasn't starting from scratch. Yeah, you scratch. didn't just start with no, no clients. No, I had a lot of people that followed me from the larger company that I worked for. And then a few of my one-on-one clients joined into my small groups awesome. So you kind of already knew when you opened that you would have already some people right. and some business mm-hmm. before you took the leap. Right. What was the scariest thing for you like about just taking that leap into opening a full-fledged business? Being the sole provide not provider, but being responsible for everything, the yeah. business, the classes, the coaches, everybody's nutritional questions, just being solely responsible for everything. Now, uh, some of the things that I was actually just talking about this week when I was talking about building this podcast and sort of how my life has sort of taken twists and turns. And I've noticed that, like, some of the experience that I have might not be anything about what I'm doing now, but those things were sort of leading up to this. Can you tell me, like, about what are the things in your life that you feel like have led you, like you said, you, you worked with kids, you've had, you've coached your own things. So growing up, I was not athletic at all, did not play sports, I grew up in a very poor family. And so we couldn't afford to be in anything. I think I was in, in gymnastics and went for six weeks and I obviously wasn't very good <laughs> at it for six weeks. Um, it I didn't a lot know of- that about you because I was never in sports either. I never mm-hmm. did anything with yeah. sports. And my family will joke about it. My husband's very athletic and my daughter too, um, but I'm not. They're like, you're in shape, but you're not athletic. And I'm not. I played on a kickball league with some of the clients from here last year. They did not ask me to come back (laughs) this year. However, whenever I had my daughter, I was not, at the time, was not in a very good marriage. And he was gone a lot and was um, an alcoholic and doing very well now. But but um, so I turned to working out. I joined Lifetime Fitness in Grapevine. As sort of and, like a therapy. Yes, as a therapy. Didn't have a clue what I was doing, but started just doing a few different things, taking some classes. My body started changing, not as quickly as it, or a lot quicker back then than it would now <laughs> since I'm almost 40. But I just really got passionate about it and felt really good about myself. It was a more of a mental thing at the time, but then my body started changing and I started gaining some confidence, was getting compliments from family and friends that they could see that I was getting stronger and my muscles. And, you know, I just, it just made me feel good. Yeah. So it became almost like a, something that filled your cup that you needed. Yes. It was something healthy to do. It wasn't smoking or drinking or going out. Um, it gave me a little bit of time because the childcare there, I could drop my yeah. Two month old and then take her swimming afterwards. And it was just it was a huge outlet for me. I want to get into that. I want to talk about that again here in a minute. But I want to just address like you have a daughter, right? She's mm-hmm. in middle school. She's 13. OK. Yes, eighth grade. So and from what I can tell, you are even more passionate about motherhood and your relationship with her than you are even about your business, which is hard for me to believe because you're very passionate about your business. But I know being a mother, we're very passionate about our kids. How uh, has being a mother helped you sort of like formulate your business and find that passion? And what are the challenges of being a business owner who is also a busy mom? How do you balance that? 
a lot of strategically um, <laughs> rely on other people communicating with my daughter. Fortunately, she's a little bit older, so that yeah. makes it a little bit easier versus her being younger. She's in a ton of activities, so a lot of it is the, the taxi driving. So working yeah. with my coaches, I am, am blessed with five great coaches, and they really help me out, and we switch schedules and things like that. But it's just really planning ahead and thinking about, like, what activities she has, who's covering what classes, and just really think, thinking ahead. I have to have to plan, like, day by day by day. I have to know what's going on. Yeah. And we were just – before we started airing, we were talking about just that challenge as a mom. It's not that men don't have the challenge of uh, having to figure out all those logistics, but as moms who are, you know, a lot of times really heavily involved in our kids' lives and, you know, making sure they're where they need to be and eating what they need to be eating and going to bed when they need to be going to bed and doing their homework. It's a huge responsibility to do that and try to take on your own business. Yes. I can be coaching in class thinking in my head, what homework assignment did she tell me that we have to work on tonight? Does she have cheer tonight or tumbling? And my husband does help, but with his schedule, he's not always at home to help. So I really, it's, me that I have to, and he doesn't know her schedule. He, yeah. He's, he doesn't know what night she has church, what time pickup is. So I'm really just everything scheduled. Yeah. Now you hear that noise in the background. Jen's business is actually sort of in an office park and there are always, it seems like there's always people building things and there's always trucks going by. So try not to be like distracted <laughs> by that. Um, it's a noisy place, but we, we're here, and I'm, I'm so excited to be here. So I want to kind of trail back a little bit to that passion just that you had personally. I love hearing this that story, and I didn't actually even know that about you, that you were not athletic. You were not someone who naturally craved, you know, being in no, the best shape very, of your life. No, I was very, very, very shy in high school. I didn't want, even want to be in PE and play volleyball because the high school boys would look and watch the freshman yeah. girls, and I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, never really wanted to be the center of attention. Even coaching now, sometimes I get a little bit nervous getting up in front of yeah. everybody. But that's an inspiration for people because I think for, for people out there who, first of all, you know, might want to start a business, um, but their personality is one that is, you know, not very outgoing and not mm. very, you know, we always see the go-getters right. in, in our feeds. And we always think that those are the people that are taking those big risks. And, um, you know, you are a go-getter, mm -hmm. but you are a more subdued. Yes. I'm very much of an introvert. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, I love, I love hearing that because we kind of tend to have this, you know, personality type or, or um, characteristic that we think in our heads of people who go out on a limb and, right. and start yes. something. Now, the flip side to that it, I wanted to talk about is the whole idea of health and fitness. And I, I feel like personally, I mean, from my personal testimony to this, I've always struggled just having a routine. And I've always struggled with, you know, it was always a priority for me. Like I've always been a gym member, but it was never something where I was consistent at it maybe over a long period of time or something that I actually enjoyed doing. And I have to say, that's one of the things I tell my friends when we're talking about Iron Cross Fitness is I enjoy going and I feel accountable. I feel like somebody's going to be missing me or wondering where I'm at if I'm not there. And I also feel like, you know, it, it's not taking up my entire day mm -hmm. to get in shape. I'm, I go to this one class, it's it, and then it's over, 
and I have burned, you know, three, 400 calories in that time. And I, I feel good that I've done it. Um, I, I kind of want to just address that and, and, you know, not even as a plug for your business, but more so as just talking to the whole idea, because people who listening could be in any city, um, you know, not necessarily in the Austin right. area that would even come here. Right. So this is not, you know, I'm not getting paid for this advertisement. But <laughs> no, no free classes. <laughs> but I will say um, it has changed the way I view fitness. It's changed. The one thing that I noticed from the get go, and you had said this a little bit and hinted to it, is I was sort of disillusioned. Like I think a lot of people are out there that think, oh, if I go for, you know, six weeks, six weeks straight, you know, three times a week and do X amount of cardio and X amount of weights, um, you know, I'm going to get, I'm, I'm going to see a difference. Right. And I was shocked. And I remember even saying to you, like, I'm not noticing mm-hmm. anything yet. And you were kind of laughing, like it took you how many years to get this body? <laughs> well, right. <laughs> and so that's, I wanted to address yeah, that today. So that's the biggest thing. Um, I'll just th- throw an example out there. So my husband's always lifted weights since he was 14. And so he's always been in good shape and he's in his late forties. He will have guys in their early twenties approach. Like when we're on vacation, Oh, what do you do? What do you lift? And he's like, I mean, he works out like a normal person. He lifts weights and he eats fairly healthy, but he tells him it took me 48 years, you know, my entire life. And so I use that and same choices. Yes, and choices. And, and, over and, over and, over and, over. and I, and I look at the same, you know, I tell women the same that come in here. I'm like, it took you, you know, tw- they'll tell me 10 years ago, I weighed, let's say 150 pounds and now they weigh 210. So over five years, they've gained eight, nine, 10 pounds per year. So it took a long time to get it on. It's going to take consistency to get it off. And also I'm um, believing that they can, because a lot of people, your, your stress level and just not believing that you actually can, can keep you from losing weight. Yeah. And how do you think that, I love that idea of believing because what percentage of you do you think of that goes into play when you're, when you're talking about, having a consistent routine. Right. I mean, I think 50%, I mean, a lot of it is just your mind and your belief in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of times we, we go back to the past and mm-hmm. I know and people of, try to live in the past. They try yeah. to live in like, well, when I was 20, this, I had this body or I was able to run this far or lift this heavy. And when I was 20, 40, all I had to do was just cut carbs. Right. I yes. mean, I, all I had to do mm-hmm. was just eat a little less yep. on my plate and, and, that, and then mm-hmm. I was like dropping a size. Right. And it's so different now. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's something I wanted to touch on because I feel like we're sort of disillusioned. And, you know, I know you do challenges here and we're getting ready to do one. Or I think it's already started. Right. right? It started yesterday. Um, but I think people are sort of disillusioned sometimes. I think they're great to do challenges and I've been in them before. But I see stuff on the online mm-hmm. specifically that's like, you know, lose 10 pounds in, you know, two mm-hmm. weeks or mm-hmm. um, things like that. And people get really caught up in these quick results. Mm-hmm. And what's your, so, well, so the challenges, I do believe that people can lose 15 to 20 pounds in six weeks because I see them do it. But a lot goes into that. It's not yeah. just, I'm going to eat this. I'm going to kind of work out. It's very, it's very strategic. It's very like working out a certain time of day, eating at a certain time, following the meal plan. Intentional. Yes. It's very, very intentional. Um, now, when they go back to eating normal or they don't continue working out, they either stay the same or put their weight back on. So yeah. it has to be something that's consistent. Yeah. I don't believe that you can take a pill and you're going to lose, you know, maybe you'll lose a little bit of water weight, but I don't believe in nothing is quick. 
you so you believe that you you have to work for that yes. you have to work for and be consistent absolutely about it it's not just going to be a quick right fix. if you leave for a month and you come back i everybody's like i feel like i'm starting over i hear yeah. that constantly yeah from yeah. you even i've heard it from yes, myself exactly <laughs> Um, what do you think is the number one cause? I know for me, I struggle, and I'm sure everyone has their own individual struggle. But what do you think is the main resistance? You were talking a lot about mind and just that uh, belief in yourself and not being, you know, not looking in the past. And you mentioned the past as far as like you, you didn't used to have results. You know, you're not going to have results maybe at 40 that you did at 20. But there's also something of the past. Like I tend to unconsciously think of my past failures. Like mm -hmm. I joined that gym right. and it didn't work out mm -hmm. or I said I was going to do this and I didn't follow through. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that when I talk to people, um, there seems to be this complete distraction all the time. Like mm -hmm. they, there seems to be like, oh, I was going to work out yesterday, but in, in, I called my best friend out on it the other day because, you know, when I talked to her, I was like, are you going to you said you were going to work out today. And it was hilarious because Love I kind it. of like assigned her as my accountability partner. Right. She is in incredible shape. And I'm like, okay, I need you to keep me accountable or whatever. And then I, I would talk to her and she's like, yeah, I didn't really work out today. I was going to go. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> you were supposed to be doing this for mm -hmm. me. So what do you think is behind that? Why do you think we struggle so much? To make excuses? Well, so here's the thing. Even the, the people in the best shape, like we all need downtime and we all need grace. So there are days that if you just are not feeling it, it's okay not to work out. However, yeah. you need to make it a priority and set that time aside for yourself. As far as the questions with excuses, I mean, I really, I, I think everybody's different. I think there's all kinds of excuses. There's ones that are valid. And then there's all the ones that I hear of. I didn't sleep that good. Um, my dog kept me up. Um, and we will I justify set, I know. I days. set my alarm for PM instead of AM. I think we all have different excuses. You could probably excuses. write a book. Oh, yes, just yes, excuses, yes, yes. Right? And so that, I know that's that's something that I, I know for myself, I will tell myself and I'm getting better. I think it's it's more of a training your your mind. Yes. I, I was talking to another girl that goes here the other day and we were talking about how if we come early, um, we don't have, you know, we work out at 5 a.m. That's right. like my favorite time right. of day to work out. And it's because I know that I'm not going to talk myself out of it. Right. And you're done and it doesn't affect your family. And so for a lot of people, first thing, as hard as it is, first thing in the morning yeah. is the best for, for a lot of people. And some people, it just absolutely doesn't work. And if it doesn't, you know, they'll find a time that works for them. Well, I wanted to wrap up. I, this is such good information. I really feel like you are an inspiration to so many people and you may not feel that way and you would never, you know, <laughs> no. say that. But I think a lot of people are really inspired by just your um, your down to earth uh, personality, but also just how you you kind of I don't want to say chide people, but you kind of like <laughs> give people a little bit of a you know swift kick in the mm -hmm. the butt and say, "Come on, quit quit believing that you know quit quit believing you can't lift mm -hmm. a heavier weight or quit believing that you can't get here, quit believing that that's not right. uh, that you're not able to do that." And I think it's real. I mean, some people may not. I'm I'm just speaking for myself. That works for me. Mm -hmm. Some people might be like. Uh, get out of my face, right. get out of my business. But I, I feel like it works for, 
for a M- lot of people. Most of the people here, it works for, and that's why they're here is because yeah. they need slash want the accountability. And but it's I, more and than I, accountability. I think right. it's also like Ble- it's, it's, believing Well, it's your- believing in yourself. And most people, and people have, um, now they'll grab the heavier weights or they'll run or they'll go, oh, Jen, I know why you're walking over here. And I hand <laughs> them the 12s, you sometimes instead of the 10s. Yeah. I, I don't ask people to do something I know that they can't do. So yeah. that's the biggest thing. And and really, I've seen people just their their personality. I've had people tell me, like, I haven't lost weight because I haven't been eating the way, but I feel better and stronger and I feel more confident. So yeah. just and and then just the mental outlet as busy moms and wives like us taking care of ourselves goes so far. It's it's way beyond mental. It it relieves stress. It's there's yeah. so many proven benefits of taking that time to work out for yourself. And and I tell people this might not be it. I've had people come in here and it's it's just not their jam. Right. However, if it's yoga or dancing or just what, walking, yes, yeah, whatever. And I, and I've actually helped other people suggest other places that may work for them because it's better to, you know, work out doing something, you know, hit isn't for everyone. And I get yeah. that, but it's just so important to, to make that time for yourself. Making that time is crucial. And I know uh, people who are listening are, you know, busy moms. Some, some people may not be moms and, and, you know, working full time, doing things constantly and feel like they can't fit it in. Right. They can't make that mm-hmm. time. But I feel like I've proven myself even right. over the last mm-hmm. year, like, no, you have that time. Mm-hmm. You just haven't been making it a priority. Right. I even struggle with that being a trainer and a business owner because I'm coaching classes. I don't work out with the classes. So sometimes I'm like, I have to hit this class tonight or I'll talk yeah. to my coaches. I need accountability. So also just be, you know, working, working with the people that you're with and having accountability amongst one another is great too. Amongst moms, business owners, friends, like yeah. you and your friend do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to ask you just two more quick questions. And okay. the first one is, what or who has been the single greatest influence on you as a person and what you're about? Now, if you feel like you're looking at me like, oh, my gosh, Amy. <laughs> um, if there isn't one single person, what do you feel like has been, I mean, you kind of touched on your beginning of feeling like, working out was your outlet, something that you mm-hmm. did. Um, but it could be unrelated to working out. It could be unrelated to starting a business. You, it could be something more, you know, deeper than that. What do you feel like is sort of your underlying motivation or why behind what you do? I really just wanted to help people, but I wanted to help them in in my way, if that makes sense. Working for another company, I didn't like their business model, but I also didn't like their, the morals behind the company and working. I didn't want to be told how I had to connect with people. And so I think that that's the biggest difference here than at some of the like bigger places or places that just care about money. We're pretty small, but there's a connection between either myself, like I want to know every way that comes in the door. I truly want to help people, like I said, be it here or somewhere else. And you can tell that. I feel like that's one of the things you and I've talked about is just having that that one-on-one touch point and having that sort of, you know, not small town, but like... Right. Uh, not like having like, 40 people with one coach just kind of walking around. Exactly. So, like I, exactly. I want to know like my clients' names, their husbands' names, with their kids' names. I know most of their sports. If they're sick, I like to know. I'm not, I don't always know, but I like to know what's going on. What's with people going on with them. And you can tell that about you. And I think that's one of the reasons why 
so many people love love you and love coming here. Thank you. Um, so to wrap this up, if you could give one message to our listeners about anything, whether it's about fitness or health or, you know, time for yourself, setting aside time for yourself or, um, you know, if you have that business idea that's been in your head for years or months and you just haven't taken that step, what what's one, you know, thing that kind of comes to mind today? You don't have to go too deep with this, but <laughs> my biggest thing would just be making time for yourself, setting aside whatever you can, 10, 15, 20 minutes. If it's taking a walk and it's not, not just health, but, or listening to podcasts. Like sometimes I'll take my dog on a walk because I'm like, I haven't moved today and I don't, I don't feel like working out, but I'm going to go for a walk and um, meditation, prayer, whatever your preference is. Um, but yeah, just taking that time for yourself. So you're not resentful towards the people that you love the most. Absolutely. Well, I think that's an amazing message to wrap up with. This has been so fun getting to interview you Thank today. Thank you for having me. I know me. this is also out of your comfort zone. <laughs> yes. Jen, I have to say, when I asked her if she would do this, she's like, really? Um, I'm not good at talking on these things. But, you know, I feel like that's even more interesting to listen to when someone isn't polished or, you know. Definitely not polished. <laughs> or, I mean, not you definitely have been, have been polished. But, I mean, I think in your mind you've said, oh, no, this isn't what I do. I don't do public speaking. Right, no. But I think that it, it does make it more relatable for people because right. you can – listeners can hear themselves in this conversation mm-hmm. and they can relate to what you've said and they right. can relate to that. But I feel like just stepping forward – even though it feels icky and uncomfortable sometimes to kind of step out of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. It's good for us. It's good for us. It, it, it's growth, yes. right? Which yes. Is what and I <laughs> preach that. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the thank time with you. me today. This has been so much fun. After our conversation that day at the studio, Jennifer true to form was really concerned that she didn't talk about the great coaches that she has on staff at Iron Cross Fitness. She wanted to make sure they get credit too. And I love that about Jen. She is constantly wanting people to know that it's not just her. There are many people that make her business a success. And she wanted to just make sure that her wonderful coaches at Iron Cross Fitness were also recognized for all that they do and their individual unique contribution to her business that make it so special. Thank you, coaches. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for sticking around and listening to this podcast episode. It means so much for me. And please don't forget to leave a review. Till next time, bye-bye.